even if you're juiced. Incoming transmission. Engage house party protocol. Mark 4, powering up. Mark 17, powering up. Mark 44, powering up. All suits are online. Welcome to house party protocol. Power up suits and welcome in to another episode of House Party Protocol. My name is Will, and with me today I have one of the OGs of MCP content creation, and that's the one and only Jesse from Fury's Finest. What's happening, my guy? It's been a long time coming. I feel like this little bit of a crossover we're doing here, and I'm really glad. It has. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, definitely. Jesse, tell everybody who you are and what Fury's Finest is in case they haven't had a chance to check it out yet. First of all, thanks for that great intro, Will. Yeah, you said one of the OGs, and it's, it's cool to be on here, especially, you know, this sort of circle we got going here because you, you, myself, and Nate from the Gamers Guild were all just hanging out this weekend, and we were three of the first content creators in the game, which was a crazy thing. You know, we hit our three-year anniversary a month or two back, which mm-hmm. is just crazy to say, and um, still going, right? So we're all going, which is great. Yeah. <laughs> now, what I do is I'm I'm the host of Fury's Finest, and I host it alongside my co-host, Chris, and we have been putting out episodes since pre-the game's launch. S- s- some of the episodes, similar to what you do, we, we do some of these more battle rep slash hangout slash news episodes. There's a lot of these, you know, great content in MCP to do that. But the primary format of our show is sort of this evergreen content of episodes that you can jump in at any time. Um, you can listen to them right now, and it sh- should be relevant and important, where we cover one character in the game extensively. We cover their history and their lore and comics and the MCU, and then we do a deep dive on their character card and some of their tactics cards. So it's kind of a self-contained episode. And if there's a certain character that's not for you, you can just skip that episode. Like, if you're not a Cyclops fan, you can just jump right to that Wolverine fi- episode, you know? And... You can kind of get a history on the character and then how to play them in the game, some of our thoughts on them, and then that's our primary format of our primary episodes. But then, of course, we have tons of battle reports stuff, tons of MCU content, because that's something we've actually done the whole time of the show's lifeline. And then we've also done some cool interviews with people like you I'm having right now or people like Omnis or people like the list goes on and on, right? So... Mm-hmm. It's been very fun to create MCP content for three years, and we're we're still going, right? So yeah. uh, no no stopping here. No, the train is not slowing down for either of us. I I believe it. And uh, yeah, you mentioned how we were all together this weekend. I think the only thing that would have put it like the true like one two three four of content would oh, have been yes. if uh, TT showed up from across the Bifrost. <laughs> That's so true. Yeah, if you if you get. TT and Pat, it's like, man, we've kind of got like the first like six months of content creation in MCP altogether, you know? And then exactly. 2020, it really started rolling. Like a, tons of great content creators started showing up left and right, you know? But um, it's cool. All these 2019 peeps we got here, as you were saying. So that's it. <laughs> Early that's days. It. Yeah, man. And, you know, it's been a wonderful ride. And it's really cool how when 
we go to these events and we're out and, and in the community meeting people, you know, it's not only like meeting everyone. It's also cool to meet the other content creators and like put names and faces like you and I like verbally met when I think it was Jacob did like the first year Illuminati thing. That was when we first got a chance to talk. And then with Nate a couple times too, right? On his early videos on his channel. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So I, yeah, that might've even been before that. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, yeah. So it's just cool. Crazy. And then getting out there, being in this community, it's just, it's been so much fun. And speaking of so much fun, I mean, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> like, holy crap. I had the best time at Warfare Weekend. I don't know about you. Absolutely. We're still talking about it, right? You and I have done episodes in our podcasts and on other podcasts and stuff like that. And yeah. we're still talking about it. That's how good it is. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And, you know, we, we both have a lot of like standout highlight moments, but I got to say my, my two most favorite moments of the oh. entirety of, of the thing were not even MCP related at all. <laughs> it was uh, easily. It's always goes. It, that is how it goes. I mean, look, that's convention going in general, right? Like, mm. you know, the gaming is fun, but it's it's the relationships and the the being around people, being with people, building those relationships up. That's that's the jam. You know, that's the sauce. No, absolutely. No, I I literally won Lone Star Open back in July, which is still shocking to me that I went six zero with X Men at Lone Star Open, with all the sharks that were there at that event. And that's not my favorite part of that weekend. My favorite part of that weekend was hanging out in the pub with Sooner, with Mike, with Omnis, with Zach, Mandalorian Orange, like with Puyon, remember from my local meta, with Amon, all these like high level players, uh, with Greg from Recalibration Matrix. Like we just had this long pub table, right? Yeah. And yes, I did well and I made the cut and we hung out that night, but then we also hung out the day after the cut too, you know, and it's just like, it's hard to beat that. Right. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I think, uh, Chris and I became best friends over the, uh, the ninja game night of the ninja, whatever it was called. Like, that's right. <laughs> all of us became friends by the end of that. No yeah. joke. Well, first of all, you know, I definitely killed my teammates more than once or twice or maybe <laughs> even three times, maybe four times, yeah. but either way it was still good. <laughs> yeah, I want to clear the air on that game. I guess what we're gonna we're gonna jump around here, which is great, and uh, we'll we'll focus on Night of the Ninja right now. So that was a wonderful experience. So that was the end of our late Saturday night. So we had, as you mentioned on Nate's podcast, we had the full tournament day. You know, which you know is a very involved thing. Four rounds at this high level of play is not easy, and then some little bit of driving to a nearby town, and then we went to uh, you know the brewery like that you recommended will which is perfect because i've definitely had chiflet stuff before and it's shaffley i mean stuff before and it's actually really good but their food was good but more importantly the hangs oh yeah. and then we drive back and then we have an all-night affair in the play hall of just board games specifically with the focus on night and the ninja yeah and what's really like there's definitely i don't want to like it's gonna sound weird like i don't want to brag okay. about being a bit of a rule breaker but we definitely broke the rules <laughs> that night so we're leaving Schlafly, right. and i bought a 12 pack of adult beverages and brought them sure. back to the hall and we get we got an email 
I think twice about no outside adult beverages in the gaming Whoa. area. <laughs> and, yeah, and I heard about this email the next day. I didn't even know about it because uh didn't read it. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, same. Who reads an email <laughs> at 11 o'clock at night about no very adult strange. beverages? Honestly. <laughs> so, I did see that security guard make a little milk route specifically to check out our room, you know, off of his beaten path. And then he just like took a look and then he took a weird circle around and then walked out. That was like pre us playing the night and ninja when we were in that first table, you know, of course we were at the table right by the door. Cause <laughs> I guess we were flaunting it. Um, yeah. Yeah. That was, that was more like come at us, bro. <laughs> and I was like, well, we shouldn't move. Like, first of all, it started getting loud by that door because we had a giant game of werewolf playing outside. And I was like, guys, do you mind if we move to like the corner of the MCP hall? Because like, first of all, we're about to play this crazy high level deduction game where like, we need to hear each other. But also, um, you know, let's have our own little space. But it, it was great. And clearing the air in that game while we're here, because I know you were on the Gamers Code recently talking with Nate and I listened to it. It was a great episode. Nate killed me three or four times <laughs> while I was on his team. So I want that to be clear while we're here on the podcast. There you go. There you go. I'm, <laughs> Which is funny because Nate and I both are... Uh, you know, a little bit quieter, nicer guys. And he just kept looking at me the whole time. And he, and, and I was like, is Nate about to kill me? And then he would kill me. Yeah. Well, and I was like, maybe I, I'm not talking enough, you know, for Nate. I don't know. Well, that's what it was. I mean, look, that's the reason I killed you that one time. <laughs> that's like, true. And to be fair, I was talking more than a lot of people there. But, you know, Chris was running that table. He was. <laughs> he was running it. <laughs> he was running that table, man. Like, it was... Like, it was one of those things where, like, I mean, I, he was playing 4D chess, I think, while the yes. rest of us were playing checkers for a good yeah, half he, of that game. Yeah, he's just straight Mr. Spock with the 3D chess and Star Trek, and we're, you know, we just got our first, like, Hasbro game, right? Oh. Yeah, that's yeah. what happened. Hungry, now, what's funny hippos. is, I on the drive back, Chris was, like, so mad at me because he was like, Jesse, I was fooling everyone at that table but you. <laughs> and I was like, it's true. We've known each other a long time, buddy. Yeah. At, uh, so I knew his game. I knew what he was doing. He was he was really good at it. And, uh, you know, also shout out to One Absolute Matt, who, of course, is part of your Discord and our Discord, an active member of both. And it was Matt's game, and Matt kind of organized the horror deal. And then on top of that, Matt also brought some adult beverages that I have a proclensity to lean towards and enjoy. Um, some of the ones from the distilleries in the southern region. And... <laughs> That was excellent as well. You know, it was just it was just a great gathering of everybody. It was. It really was. And yeah, it it was probably one of my most memorable fun nights that I've had that I will remember. You know what I mean? Like uh, I I can't say the mm, same for some right. of my Nashcon adventures, but uh, definitely. Oh, okay, man. <laughs> yeah, you got to come to that next year, my guy. It's uh. I. I'd like to, yeah. I know you guys get a little, like, uh, have a little bit of fun after, which sounds great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a great time. But uh, we we definitely are going to be jumping around a lot here today, everybody. So <laughs> just, just, just strap in. Yeah, strap in, you know, hold on for the ride. But uh, now that we've done this this sweet little <laughs> intro that has taken us 11 minutes, I uh, I got to say... What we are going to be talking about today is obviously Warfare Weekend yet again. This this is going to be another topic. So, yeah, just it's going to be hot and heavy because it was such a good event overall, everything there. Yeah, it's going to be a good Very time. Good. 
Well, I think we're in a unique position here, Will, because this is something I meant to mention at the top of the show when you kind of brought up your show and our show and kind of the early inceptions of both of our shows. But something that's pretty cool, I think, we can do when we're together now and in the future. A lot of people, like, our shows are for everyone. But what's what's fun here is uh, you and I placed, like, the same spot in this tournament. And we did pretty well. And I'm not trying to, like, hype us both up too much or anything, but I'm saying, like, what I like about your show and what I like about our show is that we, our shows are made for everyone, but when we need to play competitive, we can and have fun doing it, you know? And I think that's what I talk about people with this game all the time. I explain to people that we're uniquely positioned in MCP where we have this crazy mechanic where you can splash any model on any team, right? Mm -hmm. That literally makes it the most fun like kitchen table casual game in the world and also makes it the most competitive game in the world too, right? Because you can splash, let's just use Black Cat as an example for no reason at all. <laughs> splash Black Cat on any team, right? But at the same time, you can play a team you like, like you and I did this tournament, you with Convocation and me with Shield, that might not be the highest level, but if you know that team, you're rewarded for your play and you do well, in my experience. Oh, 100%. And, and I think that you know, that's a good place to start, I think, this conversation in the overall, because long shanks and competitive and all of this right. conversation, and, and like you said, both of our content is very, you know, kind of threading the needle between the casual right. and the competitive, and I am proud of that. I try really I hard to, to accomplish that. So it's, it's one of those things I'm glad that that comes through on uh, for you, and I hope it does for all the other suits out there. It's funny when we talk about like playing competitively, you know, you won the Lone Star Open, you know, playing, Mm -hmm. placing really well here, going three and one, both of us finishing three and one. And when like me as a content creator, right. And maybe this is off the rails, but like, I, this is great. I want to do well because I feel like it validates something and I'm constantly dealing with like that imposter syndrome especially when i show up to events and stuff of like i make content for this game but does it come through does does it like does what i say hold any weight if my rating is in the tank or if i show up to events and and don't win anything or or whatever you know what i mean i do know what you mean it is a very tough line to thread with that like weekly content creator since the game's launch for three years ongoing now paired with this imposter syndrome which grips all of us people that create art or content yeah it's very tough and uh, conversations that chris and i've had off mic and even on mic a little bit several times um you know i got back from lone star open and chris literally said i think on mic the brand is strong you know in our storm's finest episode we had an episode called storm's finest named by omnis uh because Omnis said, change your name. I said, no, we're not going to change it. But thanks for that, Omnis. That's pretty high praise. But it's like a lot of this game doing well is there's a lot more factors than just knowing everything or being the best player, right? There's oh yeah metas. Like there was a different meta this weekend. If you look at the affiliation breakdown, yes, it's very similar to the meta in the game right now. But there's some curveballs too. Like the third most represented affiliation at Warfare Weekend this weekend, which we'll get to later, is Brotherhood. And it's like, okay, that's different, right? That's something to look at. What if you brought a team that's really good or bad against Brotherhood, right? Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, as content creators, I think intent 
usurps all of that and um, goodwill. And also on top of that, if you and I are both trying to reach all of the community, I think that's the most important thing. And I think play falls after that. Now, if you do well after that, I feel like you and I both did well at this three and one is very, very nice place to be. I have no complaints, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, three and one at any tournament of this caliber is like, well, I, that's it. You know, like I'm, <laughs> I'm happy with my performance. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting. And there's so many different factors going on with different stuff. And, you know, for me, I actually know convocation and X-Men and even Sam Avengers, more the swarm style, a lot better than I know Shield, but I'd kind of made it my personal mission post Lone Star Open to learn Shield and work on them and just have fun with them on top of being semi competitive. And that's why I ended up landing on them for this tournament. Even though I probably could have done as good or better with Convocation or Avengers, uh, uh, Avengers, not so much. I don't really play Avengers anymore, but X Men being my primary team. Mm-hmm. But I was like, this isn't about that. Like this is about having fun this weekend and seeing where I'm at as a player with this team. And I think you and I are going to have some interesting things come up in this conversation with that, where it's like, I think there's a lot of validity to just doing well with what you're into. And I feel like that's almost a higher win than like winning the whole thing with the most meta team, even though you played perfectly. Right. Um, Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of interesting conversations that kind of branch off of this, but it's like, I don't know. Chris played X Force. I played Shield. A guy in our car played non-meta Avengers, and another guy in our car played Sin Cabal. You met you met yeah. noobs who played Sin Cabal, and he we all did very well. So it's like at the end of the day, that's a higher win to me than maybe because that's what we wanted to play, right? Then yeah. going just maybe something we didn't want to play that might give us higher wins. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. We're in an interesting meta right now. We are, and it's funny because you know I've mentioned it. A couple of times before and if you listen to the the tts special report or hpp special right. report i don't know what i'm calling it now uh but we, <laughs> it's 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 a thing that i do with merzane it you know we did it we talked about this event a little bit there and then we also did some other stuff and talking about the meta right and and i'm mm-hmm. i'm very much in a like you know meta is is one of those things that because of the ability to splash any character yes and and the ability to play your way, and especially teams like Shield, teams like right. Cabal, Avengers that are so big, you know, it you can you can oh, do yeah. whatever you want. And I find it really interesting to talk about meta and talk about that stuff. And I think that like each event has its own meta. And when we talk about like right. the broader discussion around Crisis Protocol. Like you and I have a different perspective on things than mm-hmm. what Joe Blow out at his community shop has. On oh, absolutely, yeah. What's good or bad, right? And and sure. it's all in perspective. You no, know? it is. Yeah, and we're very plugged in. We got to be very aware of that. That could be a help and a detriment, right? That's exactly it. That's exactly it. <laughs> and and I think that when you talk about like what was brought as an example. You know, you mentioned how sure. Brotherhood was the third most represented affiliation with five players out of, I think, 43? Yep, 43. Sure. Yeah. That's that's not an insignificant amount, but it's still... No. You know, if you don't have the tools to deal with a Brotherhood, or if you don't have the tools to deal with some crazy splash they might have, 
you know, it you might be having a bad game there, but that doesn't mean that every game's going to be a bad game. Like maybe you you came teched up for Mao, right? Like the the big bad sure. kitty dad, and you know you like you run into Brotherhood, and it's like maybe some of that same tech carries over to Magneto. Maybe you know I don't know exactly, but it, it's it's interesting to to hear you talk about like playing what you want to play for fun's sake. I mean that's what I said leading up to this event and everything. It's like look, I'm playing my convocation with a specific focus on Sentinels and like I, I'm I'm taking Sentinels. I want to play Sentinels as much as possible. And I even I, I chickened out on uh, a couple of matches and only only played them officially affiliated, I think, in two matches. And I regretted yep. both of them. Oh. We'll get to that. That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. It's I say I regretted I regretted one of them. We'll go with nope. Yep. I only played nope. I played them in one match. I'm sorry. I see I'm even forgetting myself. I I ran them in save the spoilers for yes. the listeners. Will. So there you go. Yes. See, I'm I bury the lead sometimes and I don't other times. Yeah, and it's really interesting because like the meta of a local tournament or a con like this, a bigger tournament, is very different, you know, every time. But I also think too, we're kind of in this meta where Avengers and Cabal are kind of running the game, and that's pretty obvious from the roughly forty five players we had, and we had twenty that were mm-hmm. either Avengers or Cabal, right? Like 10 and 10, mm-hmm. roughly. And it's like, now keep in mind, one of those is Moobs, and he's Sin Cabal, so he's kind of throwing that whole equation for, <laughs> for a loop. But uh, that's a, that's a sub, that's a sub faction. Of, that's a different faction. But it is it is cool that, like, it's like, yeah, okay, we had Avengers, we had Cabal at the top, and then we had, like, Brotherhood and X-Men right after that. And then after that, it just starts getting, like, we got a lot of variety of different things. So... Are you prepared to face, you know, the two convocation players? One of them's Will, right? Are you prepared to face like one Black Order player, right? Are you prepared to face an A Force player because we had one there? Mm-hmm. So, it it is very um, a lot of that is like dice rolls, what you get paired up with, slash your knowledge of the game. Like, oh, I've only played A Force two times. It might be worse for me to pair against an A Force player than an Avengers player, right? Because mm-hmm. I played Avengers more. That was just a random example so i i don't know i find that so intriguing every time you know and um dallas was a completely different meta entirely because that was back in july yeah oh yeah so. completely different and you know when it's it's a good question to ask yourself right if you're preparing for an event is it, sure. it's, it goes back to the old questions versus answers right like love it do you bring questions that no matter what opponent you show up they have to answer those questions or do you bring answers to the most popular questions or just answers to everything quote unquote in a way and and i think that that's I like an this interesting way to approach list building and an interesting way to approach uh, going to an event and i don't know about you jesse i i think the most interesting question out there currently is whether or not you're going to see Malekith on the table. I hate to bring the conversation back to that, but we had, I, I want to say, eight players with Malekith in their list. Yeah, at least, yeah. And yeah so, that, that's so a lot. Statistically, you're going to see him. And while I think we have some interesting tools to deal with him now that maybe we didn't have the day he dropped because... That's also like trying to figure out what works versus what doesn't work, yada, yada. That's a, that's a whole other discussion. But I think we have some tools to deal with him now that we didn't have when he first came out and was like at NashCon and stuff. 
but he's still a big question mark that if you aren't prepared, then things could be difficult. However, if you are prepared and you have the the Mal answer, you have the Steve Avengers answer, you have the Wakanda answer, right? Like then, sure. then things are things are a little more interesting for you as a player. It just means that your play has to be elevated and you have to know when to deploy which answers over others, right? Oh, absolutely. And this kind of gets back to what I was mentioning earlier, where it's like at the end of the day, a team you know better is more effective for you at a tournament than just choosing like some meta models on a team you don't know very well, right? Oh, yeah. It's like, let's say you've never played Avengers and they're kind of the top team right now, Avengers with good splashes. Well, I'll ask you the question. It's like, what, what team have you played the most? And you, and you just throw out some random name, Guardians of the Galaxy. And it's like, well, that's what you should be playing, right? Not, mm-hmm. not the most super tuned Avengers or Cabal right now, even though they might be running the meta a little bit. Play what you know and play what you enjoy and approach these matchups that you're bringing up, Will, with that mindset of like, if I'm Guardians, how do I deal with Wakanda? If I'm Guardians, how do I deal with Avengers? If I'm Guardians, how do I deal with Malekith? Um, mm-hmm. So um, I find that very interesting. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of interesting questions in the community right now. But yeah, Malekith, unfortunately, is a big question. But I agree. A lot more answers have come out. And I think a lot more time has passed since he's come out, even though it hasn't even been that long. And the game's kind of stabilizing because people know how to fight him better. He's not yeah. just crushing people unaware, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's still tough. It's, I, I will not sugarcoat it. It's still a tough matchup. I played into a Malekith this weekend in a very yeah. memorable matchup. And, uh, I, I thought that my tools to deal with that Malekith were going to be okay. But, uh, you know, the dice gods said otherwise, like, you know, I'm used to that life. Though. Yeah. Yeah, and he's and he is one of those characters too. That that's kind of how it goes. Um, you know, the writing was on the wall when Domino came out because she's one of the characters too. Um, she's typically pretty consistent, but then if the dice go her way, she can do a lot of damage. And I know this because I played a lot of her at oh, yeah. Lone Star Open, and and she's part of my X Men list. But you mentioned some potential answers or questions you can ask of maybe some big meta questions out there like Malekith and Hulk. Did you have one in your list for Malekith or Hulk? Like one of these big models? Did you have a plan going into that? So I did. I did. And um, I, I like Hulk is a very good example of a model that like playing Convocation specifically, he doesn't scare me too much in, in right. that way. Like, so that's one of the things I feel like Convocation does well. And I'm going to dance around your question for a second before I fully answer it here. But uh, that's all right. Convocation, I think, is is a question faction for a lot of people, right? Like it answers right, a lot totally. of questions, but it also brings questions to your opponent, right? So, like we mentioned, how <laughs> Avengers are so popular, right? You had ten Avengers players here, and what does Steve Rogers hate? Mystic. Mystic, and <laughs> I mean, there's one weakness. <laughs> I mean, I have seen a Steve be able to survive some pretty crazy stuff on his, on his injured side, even with his, just his three defense dice. However, sure. you know, you, you try to say like, all right, and I don't play convocation just because, Oh, the Avengers matchup is decent. And I've certainly been put in my place for thinking that I'm going to win a match into Avengers a time mm-hmm. or two, but that's neither sure. here nor there. But 
it's uh, one of those things where for Hulk and for Malekith, my quote-unquote answer, like, it's Sentinel Prime because, yes, they can displace him. Like, Ferocity can displace him, which is definitely not good. And then Hulk on a Hulk smash can displace. And then being able to throw big pieces of terrain into a Sentinel definitely makes him go down and stuff like that. But in my yeah. experience, when you want to deal with, let's focus on Malekith for, for this moment here. When you want to deal with him, you, you have two choices. Burn him down. Right. Or don't let his little buddies do anything. Very good. Yeah. And just ignore him. Yeah. And, and like, those are your two choices because, and, and run away if you're playing like web warriors and stuff, like you can easily get away from him a little, a little bit, I would say. So like, right. That, so, but the number two, number one, number two, it's, it's kill him or try to kill him, have, you know, dice or do dice things. And, and you got to kill him in a, in a way where you're not relying on dice modification. You, you have to rely on volume. So, I think a character like Hulk is a really good answer to a Malekith for that reason, because you can get that volume going so well, and Hulk can displace him with throws and stuff like that. So that's that's a whole other thing. But Sentinel Prime, because you can yep. you can displace him, you can displace his buddies, and you can burn him down or his buddies down very quickly with a sentinel prime or your sentinel prime can facilitate the rest of your team burning his buddies down yeah that's super sherry for your team right that sentinel prime yeah exactly so that's kind of my answer and 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 that was my answer for hulk too would have been is is just convocation in general i mean strange supreme is like okay cool i didn't do enough damage well you're gonna go play over there now it's really good yeah scalpel is my favorite superpower in the game. Hundred percent. It's amazing. It's yeah, the, it's it's the, the best. single best control tool that nobody talks about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've just had some. It's it's just been some of my favorite games of MCP have just been less about the win or loss, just how the scalpels went. You know. Oh, dude, I, I I'll tell you, and I'm sure you know <laughs> this, but the suits yeah. out there have heard me say this a time or two. Nothing. And I mean, nothing feels better in MCP than being able to scalpel three times in a turn. Oh, absolutely true. Absolutely. Yeah. Because you, you do not have enough power to do that, even if you're juiced. <laughs> so, right. so, you know, got to get some strikes in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's just, it just feels so good. It does. Especially when you do it to like a Magneto. It's just, oh, oh, it's just, unbelievable. especially after yeah. they just use Asteroid M, you're like, mm, mm. <laughs> Yep, Supreme Strange is my uh, favorite five in the game and my favorite model in the game. So I'm right there with you, Will. It's yep. he's incredible. He's very about, slept on too, which you know, is very, really weird. One hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> so sounds like your Malekith counters are the a combination of the Prime, some scalpels, and then a couple other things, just complication in general. Yeah. Well, so for for the main like mm, counter is definitely Prime. Like he's the main thing because okay. I've played a bunch of games into Malekith with just naked convocation, if you will, and it hasn't gone great. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Just I that mean dice. Sense. It's it's just dice volume. Just kicks my butt sometimes. It, especially Malekith dice volume, right? Yeah. 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 And and honestly, who uses Butcher of Thor's? I mean, honestly. 
Oh, oh. It's all about that place. Yeah, yeah it's you all know, about that place. You know who uses them? People that play me. Like, I watch other people. <laughs> they have all this power on Malekith. You know what they don't do with it? They oh, don't use no. Butcher of Thors. Every time they play me, they're like, you know what we're going to do? We're just going to Butcher of Thors every turn. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's scary. Very scary. Terrifying. So what what is your main counter for the big bads? Well, with this shield list in particular, through this lens of Warfare Weekend playing the shield list, and the list I've been playing for some time since Lone Star Open, I've... Shield is really a weird faction, and I've talked about this a lot on my podcast, and I've talked about this in other places a big part of it is the shield play style and then another part of it is i have red guardian with comrades keeper i have she hulk specifically for these big matchups and these big matchups only really Mm -hmm. and i've got the shield what i call the shield defensive puzzle where i've got stealth got eye in the sky got sacrifice i've got brace i've got uh, two versions i've got your back there's a lot of things i have that make a big threat model like that the worst they can do is come up to me because i'm not going to come to them and then they try to attack someone and then i trigger these things in some sort of order that benefits me you mm-hmm. know what i mean this sort of comrades keeper the sacrifice or this eye in the sky or some version of like just getting out of the threat range entirely right just double moving or whatever right. so there's a lot of things you know shield is a weird team like I, i've been having a lot of fun with them because they are so challenging i mean they are the gunline web warriors you know they're, they're there's this crazy defensive faction that doesn't do a lot of damage until they're ready and you then you really pray to the dice right because <laughs> they've got these four and five dice attacks right um but they're more about outplaying you and the like positioning defensive game than actually winning with attacks or anything, you know, similar to the web warriors in that mindset, but Mm -hmm. they have guns. They don't have displacement. The web warriors don't have guns. They have displacement. So that's kind of way to frame around them. And so it's similar to that web warrior mindset where it's like, if I can cause disruption, cause you to attack models, I don't want you to attack or cause like attack models that you didn't want to attack and then use my sacrifices and my bodyguards and stuff like that correctly. And then just a combination of getting away. Right. And then if it's a tight map, like Gamma or something, She-Hulk might be coming out, and she's gonna she's gonna beat on Malekith really good before she goes down. Oh yeah, she is excellent. She's a good counter. I I think yeah, like to me, it's you know the the best counter for a Mal is probably a Mal, but also like I think a She-Hulk and a Hulk, like specifically She-Hulk. I mean, she just slaps. Yeah, she does more damage than Hulk to Malekith, but Hulk does more control to him. So it's like this interesting balance, right? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, but that weight training on him, that cat's getting its face punched in, you know? Oh, dude, yeah. Like the superior weight training, being able to add dice up to the size, to me, it's like, and and then (laughs) like not only do that, and then you put the sensational uppercut, and then you defense rests. (laughs) I mean, you're going to have the power to do all of this fun stuff. It's so fun. It's so good. And it's like, if he puts me on a tight map like Gamma or something like that, that's when she would come out. But if it's like a wider map, I'm probably doing the normal shield stuff. And I'm kind of keeping that defensive puzzle up and making him make the decisions to come to me. Yeah. Yeah. And do you feel like that playing wider against a Malekith in that situation? I mean, anyone that brings Malekith is inherently going to be a little taller, but like, 
would you, in your situation here, when we look at like your list and for anyone that's out there listening, these, this is on Longshanks. I'll, I'll include a link so you can look at everybody's stuff. If you're interested, yeah. link in the description, but like if you pull something like infinity formula or mutant, mutant madman and your opponent has a Malekith, I mean, you almost smile a little bit if they put Malekith on the table. I do, especially as shield, because I'm playing kind of a wide shield. I've got two twos in my list, for instance, mm-hmm. and they're coming out most games, um, Widow and Bullseye, respectively. So I do kind of smile because I'm just going to try to win turn zero. Yeah. And like make him like waste kind of round one. Like I'll, I'll just wait to deploy my shield defensive bubble, as I call it, like, and like maybe mainly in the middle. And then whatever way he goes, I'll kind of go the opposite. And then I'll leave someone like a bullseye or widow to kind of weather him for a little bit. Sacrifice for the team, but oh, yeah. still scoring that infinity formula or something, right? Until he gets her. So Yeah. It's interesting that, you know, we talk about like sacrifice and not the, not the card, but like sacrificing a bullseye or a black widow sure. to the kitty. And it's one of those things where early on in the game, and we didn't have as many kind of like a, a, a big of a gap between the threats as we do now. Like, I was like, oh, cool, you know, whatever, if my my big threat, my four threat goes, takes on a two threat, like, that's not really too big of a deal. But <laughs> as we've gotten further on, and, and you have characters like Thanos with all these gems, or Space yep. Maw, or now Malekith, uh, even Hulk and She-Hulk to a degree, like, those characters, quote-unquote, wasting actions on a two-threat character, that's it's yeah. a bit of a small victory within the context of a game and it just depends like like if your black widow is standing there against the malekith and somehow survives like if she doesn't get one shot right i mean that's just pure value 100 percent. even if she does get one shot what's he going to do next turn like kill her kill her at the top of the round and then move somewhere else towards my team and my team moves away right right exactly um so at worst, she was a taunt. At best, she's a taunt that lives a little bit longer, right? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I find that very intriguing. And also, like, he wants to get in that uh, range too, right? Off of his yep. ferocity. So, martial artist is online, baby. And uh, she might live randomly. <laughs> yeah. So, That's what I'm saying. I think like... you're perfectly right. Uh, a lot of how I play MCP right now, and actually the last couple of years, is that thing where it's like, well, I had your Venom tied up on the side all game with a three threat. And yeah, your Venom went out in the end. But meanwhile, on my left flank, I'm winning the game. And right. you're one threat down. Right. Shield is very much that play style, like to a T, what you're describing. <laughs> because they, <laughs> yeah. they're never way ahead, honestly, unless it's just one of those way ahead objectives. They're never way ahead. They're always kind of threading the line of VPs. And they kind of have a big swing at the end where they kind of bring the win out, which is very thematic of Fury and his shield team, really. It really is like the, a very clutch uh, Nick Fury got your back, Winter Soldier got your back, kind of like, yep. ooh, you just killed that one person? Well, guess what? Here's three attacks. Yeah, pick up the cube and uh, shield mobile back to your deployment zone, win the game. Ooh. You know, it's very, It's very shield. It's very like, get the mission done. You don't have to like overwhelmed just like get it done you know it is it is and and it's and funny a weird team like that <laughs> yeah like that's that's so good i you know i have thoughts on the grunts we discussed a little bit over the we, weekend that's that's true 
you know, and and you like discussed on this very podcast feed. Yeah. 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 You know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, shield and what they do. And when you can leverage the grunts in the right way, I think that's the puzzle that shield is yep. for people when they first look at it. Like, you know, sure. I, I've been that's a part of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've been a, a fan of like, okay, maybe I need to run my shield grunts up here to, grab this objective early they die and then drop it and then it all becomes about all right now i need to make sure fury does what he needs to do to gain his power to do these things and all that stuff and then other times it's like okay well there's a middle objective but i'm not going to run my shield dudes out there because i can't lose them i know it's so crazy every game is like this huge question with that right Mm -hmm. now it is interesting when you pick it up and someone kills them and you correctly put fury within range three of them which is what you should be doing yes and they die and he gets that second power and then round three he has three power and i in the sky is online at the top of round three that's very interesting too but now that extract is kind of in play for the enemy so it's like yeah i got eye in the sky as the shield player but now the extract's kind of out there in the open so there's a lot of questions for sure yeah and and i find like it's it's this big puzzle to put together with shield and i know yeah one of our locals sean was playing them a lot uh sandbox you sean sandbox you, you met him at the right. thing he was playing them. i know it it's so funny because me and him talked like his he was playing x-men at the tournament and that's my primary team and he's mm-hmm. also playing shield and i'm like i see i see you like we have the same things in common where it's like we want to win off off of positioning and points without rolling dice if possible you know and x-men and shield are both good at that really. yep yep and uh it's funny because he and now he's he on got, x-men now he's on the X-Men, the X-Men Red Train to be exact, which I'll have to have him on here for a, a, a oh, yeah. talk about that. It's all about X-Men Red right now. Pretty spicy. <laughs> it's pretty spicy. I love it. Yeah. I'm all about it. So, uh, Jesse, you had a lot of great games of this, but were there any standout ones for you? Like any great matches that really just like, you know, knocked your socks off and, and you were like, man, that was an incredible play or something like that that happened? I had a couple of those really, but uh, one comes to mind in particular, and I guess I should probably give a little bit of context and talk about my list. We haven't really talked about our list. I know we have on other podcasts and stuff, but I'll just give you a quick rundown of my characters. I had Nick Fury Jr., Winter Soldier, Iron Man, Black Widow, Nick Fury Sr. in the Howling Commandos, Dr. Voodoo, Bullseye, She-Hulk, Red Guardian, and Human Torch. And Dr. Voodoo was a late addition that was not really intending to come out. Uh, he was only coming out in certain situations, and he did come out in one situation, which I'm about to talk about, which is Demons Downtown. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's the <laughs> situation to bring him in. But I've been playing Venom, like, I'm a good, you know, 40, 30, 40 games into S.H.I.E.L.D., and I've been playing Venom in that slot forever. And um, I just realized there was a certain point where it's like, I'm not really playing fours in my S.H.I.E.L.D. It's all about Widow and Bullseye. So the four needs to be a flex, not a mainstay. And Venom was kind of a mainstay. Yeah. And Dr. Voodoo became a flex and I kind of freed up a lot of space for myself of list building stress because of that. But my Texas cards were Battlefield Medicine, the Shieldmobile, Eye in the Sky, Brace for Impact, Sacrifice, Mission Objective, Helios Laser, Sit Rep, Recalibration Matrix, that's from Malekith, and Comrades Keeper. Recal so good. And it's so good against like especially in like in a shield team where your dice are just bad all the time and yeah. it's like, well, Let's just try that again. My closing out my secure and extracts were my secures were Infinity Formula, which you hinted to earlier, 
Demons Downtown, which is kind of my attrition one, and then Mutant Mad Men, which is kind of my carryover from my X-Men love days. And my extracts were Struggle for the Cube, Hammers, and Montessi Formula. Love it. I, I love it all. Like when I'm looking at this list here, I kind of see kind of see the picture forming. Like it's a little fuzzy. I would probably need glasses, but you know. Right. I see the picture. Well, and it looks it's fun. tough too. And some of these models were like a late addition for the meta slash just things I wanted to play. Like that human torch spot, that has been Hawkeye for so long. And it's been so consistent as a as a like a flex. Because that's why it was always a flex spot. Yeah. Right? Um I've also tried Cage in that spot, and Cage was also Red Guardian for a long time. I swapped into Red Guardian because I was like, you know what? Like, Cage is objectively better, but at the same time, I'm doing this sort of shield, gunline, defensive bubble thing I'm talking about, and, like, yeah. Cage would just sit there. Yeah, Heroes for Hires online. Yeah, the Taunts online if someone comes in range two. But Red Guardian can at least contribute by throwing a shield, you know? Yeah. And that's kind of where I landed on that. And Red Guardian's just nuts, man. Like, on pay to flips, if I, if I play an X-Men player, he's coming out every game, right? Because I can, or an Asgard player, because mm-hmm. I can move him to a point, throw someone off, flip, flip it back, right? With oh, his, yeah. With his strike. Yeah. I love it. But Human Torch was a late edition for the Shield Mirror, for Demons Downtown, and for the issue that Shield has, like these big models. I literally put Torch back in and Voodoo in because I was like, well, worst comes to worst, I have a quasi like possession drop thing on these two characters to yeah. make a big threat drop their objective. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like, I don't know, because sometimes shield just doesn't have the dice. <laughs> and if your opponent gets away with an objective, like you're just kind of in trouble because you've got these four and five dice attacks that are not very good. There's like physical guns. So I was like, at least Torch can maybe make someone drop an objective. And you asked me about my favorite game. My favorite game was a shield mirror and I did play torch and I did play voodoo because it was demons downtown. Was that that last round? That was actually round three. Okay. When I was next to you. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. So, and that was like a shield player who was currently, I guess we we're going to round three, right? So I lost round two and that was a crazy game. The game I lost, it was, the weirdest game of MCP I've played in my life. I talked about it in the Fury's Finest feed, but that was a game where it was an X-Men player with two Jim Thanos. They picked up the middle Montessi, and I never got it the rest of the game. We just carouseled around each other. No attacks were really performed. And he was scoring four around off of two Infinity, two Montessi. Yep. I was scoring three around, two Infinity, one Montessi. Yep. Ugh. And that was that game. That was my only loss the entire weekend. Every other game was di- completely different than that, you know? So, yeah. but the the Shield Mirror game was game three. So I'm sitting on one and one. Mm-hmm. And this guy's really good. He's got a Shield roster that has some bigger threat models, which I found very interesting. He had Venom, he had She Hulk, he also had another four, I think potentially a five. And we, pl- he, we played on Demons with Cubes. He brought Mind Loki, which is very scary. Yep. Uh, with range of influence on Demons Downtown, of course. And then he also brought Bucky, which is very scary. I ended up not playing Bucky most of the weekend. I only played him one game, um, which is funny. It's telling because I played Fury Senior every game instead of Bucky. Dude, Senior's but so good. It's the stealth, man. The yeah. range four, the stealth, yeah. and the place, the Medusa place. 
Believe me, I am I'm feeling that in my soul. The more I have played Sentinels, I'm like, man, Fury Senior, bro. <laughs> he's so good with Sentinels too. Yeah. Yeah. He he's the man. Uh when his dice don't hit, they don't hit very well because he, he has less chances than Bucky. But he has more utility than Bucky in the way of stealth and the place. And it's like he won me so many games because people would like move into range three or something. They target me that I in the sky, you know, back to range four, right? Oh. And it's like and then it's like next round I would double tap with them at range four and they and they would they'd forget that I have stealth and they'd try to attack me again. And I'd be like, Well, I'm at range four, you're you need to move in range three attack. You know what I mean? It's just uh-huh. this whole very few characters in the game have attacks outside of stealth while having stealth. Like in Moon Knight and Fury Senior are some of those characters, and they're two of my favorite characters to play in the game, so it makes sense. 100%. Uh, it, Moon Knight is just the man. He's the man. But this game was really good because I got to play Torch on Demons Downtown, which is really fun, and we had a Shield Mirror, which was really fun. And it was like one of those games where it's like, I took the middle extract of my agents. He took my extract closest to my deployment with a widow. It was one of those games where, you know, yeah. And it's like, uh, Oh man, we're just going to have this like neck and neck and points. And I ended up scoring. I was down most of the game because I let him take the demons more aggressively than me. Cause I didn't want to be incinerated against the shield team when his dice could spike and Mike could not spike. Right. When we're just rolling dice and we're kind of, seeing yeah. what spikes because that's what shield is and so we're kind of even or i'm slightly up on cubes but the game ends up ending ending where i have nine and he has 12 points and i score eight points the final round and close it out <laughs> so so for those of you at home that that are, are doing quick math in your head yes that is all five cubes plus the three demons right and the way i did that was not nothing too crazy. It was just like slow attrition over time and not me not being on the demon portals and torch. Like this is a weird game for torch because he, he performed zero attacks. He ended up dazing like off of almost one attack. Uh, an earlier round, he took four damage from a strike from iron man, which mm-hmm. is very bizarre because he has four energy defense. And then he dazed to a cube. <laughs> but before he dazed to that, I shield mobile him back to my deployment zone. Because I wanted the cube to be in my deployment zone. Nice, my, nice. And my opponent was like, "I did not see that coming. I thought you would at least score that middle demon, like that middleish demon with him and the cube." And I was like, "No, I just want that cube out because we're when we're this close, right?" And yeah, like you've got widow, like yeah. the cube could be taken up. And the game ended up being closed out by Torch and a couple other members of my team because Torch ended up coming back. He t- picked up that cube in the deployment zone that was by him. He took a cube from Iron Man with his hot touch. And then he double moved to the corner with flight. Mm, And, and then I used Fury senior Fury junior and the rest of my gun line that was left to make Loki and the other members of his team that were kind of in the middle, kind of winning that middle demon drop their cubes and days and secure the win. But it was just mirrors are crazy, man. And a shield mirror is extra crazy because we both have eye. you know what I mean? We both Mm -hmm. like, it's just there's a lot of things going on. Like, um, it was probably one of the coolest games of MCP I've played because the shield mirror is so unique. And the only thing that made me win that game was I never took movement actions towards him. I always let him take movement actions towards me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I played more defensive even though it cost me points early in mid game. Yeah. 
Yeah, I get that 100%. That yeah. Okay, yeah. It, it's, I mean, that sounds like a really fun game. And like you said, trying to like put that puzzle together in the moment of like, all right, he's playing the same thing I am, but he's playing it just different enough. Yeah. You know, mine Loki. That was nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like trickster and I, right. <laughs> right. So cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Dude. I, but yeah. <laughs> oh, that sounds so nasty. <laughs> it's pretty nasty, but it, it worked out in the end. So when I played that game, you were actually next to me playing your game and that was a pretty intense game too. Round three. Yeah, so round three was against Colin of the Infamous Podcast fame. Uh, and what's really Very cool good. is, so before I started doing this podcast for MCP, I actually listened to his podcast for the uh, Batman Miniatures game because I was trying to get into yes. that a little bit. And really great stuff. And Infamous, definitely check that out too. But uh, definitely, he and I got to play, and he was playing Avengers, and... He had, uh, this is one of those, this is the game, let's see, let me pull it up here. So that was round two, nope, that was round three. Oh, yep. Yeah, so round three, he played a um, Steve Rogers Avengers team, and we played on Research Station and Infinity Formula. And Oh, no, with Steve. Infinity right. Formula. Yeah. And so, I mean, I saw that he had Avengers, and Research Station is one of those crises that I was like, okay, cool, if I pull this, Bringing yeah. Sentinels, like bingo, sure. bingo. They can't be displaced. But the two Love times it. I played Avengers this weekend, I was like, well, that doesn't make sense to play Sentinels into Avengers. So mm. I pivoted and played Convocation. I'm glad I did. Now, I will say, Colin, if you're listening, man, your dice were so cold. <laughs> like, Oh, no. Like, yeah. He played it really well. He made the right decisions, but like the only character that Good. he could like do anything to was Wong for a lot of the time. And it's like, I mean, okay. You know? Like, Wong. Like Wong's just supposed to be holding over an infinity formula and Winter Soldier's just blasting and not able to do anything to <sighs> anybody else. Yeah. Like he he would got your back. Like I was dazing his characters left and right. And he would got your back and just no successes, no successes or block, block. You know, it was just constant. Wow. Yeah. And, and so it was one of those things where twice this weekend I did something that I don't normally do. So you have a lot of experience with convocation. The suits out right. there listening have heard me talk about them for over a year now. So I know what you're about to say. Yeah. Cause I have a lot of convocation experience. Yeah. So, one of the things that you do pretty much always turn to, I don't want to say always, but like it's one of those things where like oh. if you, you can reliably bank on a convocation player doing this, especially if they're just getting into the affiliation. And that's playing Ironbound Books turn two. Right. Twice this weekend, I waited until turn three, paid Wild. dividends. That's awesome. Yeah. And, was it just a more passive game round two or is it just, was it a, so it was a board state situation. Okay. Right. Yep. I mean, that's, that's what it yep. always comes down to is it comes down to board state. And when I looked at the board state and I said, okay, where is his damage coming from? My opponent's damage. Like where, where are they going to put the most hurt onto me? 
okay, uh, in this instance, in this game, I had Sam Wilson dueling with Voodoo for some, uh, for the Infinity Formulas on one side, and then Strange and um, the Sentinel Prime in the right. middle kind of doing their thing. So like if you if if you put it all together here, so we played at sixteen threat. So I had Voodoo, Strange, Prime, and Wong, and That's I was true. like, okay, yeah. So so I've got these two guys in the middle. Strange has no damage on him. Yeah, Sentinel Prime has a couple of damage maybe at this point, and and I was just like, okay, there's no like big danger moment that I'm not going to be able to control was was Perfect. kind of my thought. And um I think he had I don't remember who all he had. I know he had Sam and Steve and Bucky. And I'm I'm not sure who else he brought with him in the matchup, but either way, the reason why I didn't play it is cuz I didn't feel like I was in danger. I didn't feel like there was any Perfect. reason for me to yeah. to be scared there and Wong had just been dazed right off the rip by Bucky, so like like I said, dice were ice cold except when he rolled into Wong. And like it was wild. He would have these like crazy spikes all of a sudden out of nowhere. Uh, but every, like like one random die roll would be like breaking the odds of the math. And then I would have an odds breaking defense roll. And it was like, okay, cool. And then mine were just above average overall the rest of the match. But I digress. So anyways, <laughs> I don't play at turn two. And I had possessed right. Sam. So... Voodoo rolls two defense dice, but he has six health. And I was like, okay, I'll take my chances with my two defense dice because Sam can't mess with either of these objectives and he can't go support the middle. Perfectly good choice. Uh, Sam didn't do anything to Voodoo. Oh, good. And look, I don't know about your Voodoo. My Voodoo is, is like he's made out of paper. Most of the time. Same, same, yeah. It's insane. You're like, okay, the math says I should do okay here. Nope. Yeah, high defenses, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. So then when it came time to play Ironbound Books, turn three, you know, I had been kind of mm-hmm. running the middle of the board, kind of, you know, I was able to score, uh, I think, three three points a turn or something like that. The, the game ended. Okay. Um, I think we ended at time. We we went to six rounds and I won fourteen to seven, but it was wow. one of those things where I was able to just kind of keep control of the researcher for the most part. And then when I finally did play the Ironbound books, I mean, look, I, I've said this before on the podcast, and I will say it again until I'm blue in the face. Physical attacks into Doctor Strange, Sorcerer Supreme, when the Ironbound books is up, is Don't a do it. bad idea. Don't do it. Just, I mean, I, I didn't have enough power for multiple scalpels until I got attacked. Oh, it's so good. You know, so good. It, I mean, look, there's a reason why I leave them out there. It's I like, you know, and, and I have on occasion had it fail me. But most of the time, most of the time, it's pretty solid. Like one character I think that can do it pretty good would be a new Red Skull. If he uses his gauntlets to count blanks, that's definitely better. Right. But by and large, physical attacks into Doctor Strange when those books are up, just uh, choose a different Don't target. Do it. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that defensive pierce, as we lovingly call it here on Furious Finest, 
Mm -hmm. That's the easiest way to explain it to someone. (laughs) Even though it's not a technical pierce, is so powerful. So powerful. Yeah, I call it the reverse pierce. Yep. 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 So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, and at the end of the day, it was it was a really good match, and and it was one of those things where you're like, the previous round, round two, when I played into Malekith, and I I was just doing everything I could to take that kitty man out. Mm. I was, I tell you, I was putting so many dice into him, Jesse. Believe you. So many dice, and I, I was That's like, by the the, yeah, by the end of the game, I was like, well, I'm not winning this match, so by God, I'm killing this guy. So I, I made some subpar, subpar plays at the end to to put the kibosh on Malekith, but it was one of those Vendetta things where, of sorts, yeah, 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 it was worth it in the end. Like you know, my Sentinel Good. Prime just had to take that skull a little bit. <laughs> So it sounds like you played the prime a lot this weekend. Right? Uh, I did. I did. I played him in three, three out of four matches. Wow. Yeah. So he performed well for convocation. He did. He did. And one of the things that I found with convocation and it's like, it's a, it's a problem for everyone, but it's like, I, I feel it in my soul with convocation is like right. dice modification is the one thing they need. Like, Strange has his own, but you have to re-roll all. So, like, yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've rolled that stupid Eye of Agamotto after having one or two successes, and I've also been greedy, admittedly, <laughs> and been like, <laughs> right. I've got three out of five successes. I'm going to be greedy. Like, I've done that. We've all done that, you know. Right. But anyways, so, so but I, I can't tell you how many times I've rolled that and just blanked out or just one one hit and they had three blocks or some craziness you know and it's like being able to just give that little extra bit of tuning to not only him but a character like voodoo or when i splashed in hood or something like that and then also on the defensive side of things like okay so i am rolling two defense dice with dr voodoo i rolled two blanks so let me just use two power off a of prime who's juiced up over here because he keeps gaining power like it's going out of style uh you know and and it makes that that defensive side a little better you know what i mean like it, it it's to push the damage through like it's how i i play to push that damage through but it's like when you need it gotta have it being able to play it defensively which in my last match against uh one absolute matt my last match Love the, matt Oh man, he's he's one of my favorite people. We we actually we've been to a ton of events together, and we've only recently started playing each other at events, just by oh, luck man. of the draw. But it's always like, I think we are we've split all of our matchups. Like, I've won he's one, so he's won one. I've won one, he's won one, kind of thing. Him so. and I just played a month or two back the finals of the last uh, Fury's Finest Patron League, and it was me and him in the finals, and. uh it, it was a good match. It was it was a great match. It was we played a what if league, so oh, it was nice. the finals match with me and him, and it was. He's an incredible opponent for sure. He is. He is. He's he's a fun guy, and and it's what's so funny is in that game I I did like I think I said this on another podcast, but like I, I did that like you know flexing after you like I don't know if anybody goes to the gym that listens to this. That's not me right. trying to say anything about anybody, but like look if you go to the gym or not whatever. 
But like you've got that like thing at the gym where like you, you hit that lift, right? You you set a personal record yep. or you you did the thing, yep. whatever it is, whatever it is in your life, you like you, you scored the goal, and like you do that, like every muscle in your body tenses up, and you're like, Ugh! you know what I'm talking about? I do, yeah. yeah, like that. I did one of those on the very last <laughs> dice roll of the oh, game, no. but I didn't realize that he couldn't see my dice box, so I had to get Gamora. From full health on her injured side, so six to zero in one Doctor Strange area attack. Oh my goodness. Or else I lose this game. It's about to make me, make me really sad because I love Gamora. Uh, I mean, right? She is amazing. And when she, yeah. she is another underrated. one of those characters, wildly underrated. <laughs> wildly. Wildly. Pun intended because of her wild effects, but still. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I hit it. I hit the oh, dice wow. roll, and I did one of those like, oh, you know, and, and he goes, so is this a good or a bad? <laughs> He's like, I don't know what you're doing, the flex. Yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, and then Nate was sitting right next to me, and he goes, he hit it. She's dead. I was like, oh, man. Like, it was one of those things where it was it was incredible moment of just like, you know, pure insanity. I had... I think I had to use my Eye of Agamotto reroll plus the last two wow. power I had on Prime for the two two more rerolls to hit it. It was like incredible, you know. Prime is great, yeah. So to to bring it back to Prime in every match, like yeah, Prime was was clutch in pretty much Dividends. every match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because because so. he's giving you in convocation, he's giving you a lot of what you need, which is these wild triggers, right? Yeah. Like he's giving you more chances for them, right? Yeah, he's just um, giving you more chances to push that damage, push the wild triggers and, those, and like the pierces, like the conditions from Mordo. Like there's a lot of things that he's giving you, which is that's pretty great, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I and, see it. And then layer into that, you mentioned Mordo. Like Mordo's kind of like the unsung hero of the weekend in some ways, because like being of able course, to say, always. Okay, here's here's two extra dice. Oh, and by the way, Prime's going to make those two extra dice be more valuable. Oh. Or, ha, ha, here's a fun combo. Or Prime Strikes. <laughs> yeah, Prime Strikes with two extra dice, plus oh, he no. can add dice or smash something. Right. You know, like, the most fun for me, though, was definitely like, hey, Prime, here's two extra dice that you don't have to pay for, and you're just going to gain all this power? Sweet. That's cool. And no bleed. Right? Nope. Well, no, well, I mean, so he takes whole... a damage on that one. He does take the damage, but yeah. but the it's, yeah, it's don't have to worry about hit. anything else. It's it's pure gasoline. It's also why Hood is so nuts with them. I mean, yeah. Hood is, I mean, staple it. Hood's Just, been a mainstay of my convocation, yeah, for sure. Um, wow, that's that's really good. Well, yeah, like really good battle reports there. Um, you and I end up going both three and one, which is pretty amazing and pretty exciting, honestly. Yeah, uh, with the teams and players that were there i say teams because i also played in the team tournament mm-hmm. so that I was also went be... three and one there oh well there you go see you're consistent <laughs> consistent i did play with one of my car mates from tulsa his name is moobs on the moobs jones on the discord and the Longshanks. and i'll give a quick rundown of our team because i, I guess i'll preface with the team tournament being completely different <laughs> A weird yeah. format of the game kind of broke my brain playing four rounds of the team tournament because 
team building is higher threat and then both players control a certain amount of models there's four threat added to every objective in the game which is kind of just crazy and then you've got this like mental load of more four threat more on each side so eight threat in every game more every game mental load and then you've got this like turn zero which is way more intense right and then you've got a game that has more actions and more characters which is more intense mm -hmm. so like by the end of that four rounds of this team tournament we were very tired if not maybe more tired than i was the primary tournament day which is one day later but the coolest part of this mode is you get to bring 14 models which is crazy but you still bring 10 tactics cards and you still bring the six crisis cards so all you get out of it is four more models, but that's a big deal in MCP, as we know, playing the song, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like so, double, triple, quadruple affiliation is much more possible. Yeah, really that's, that's what I was going to ask. Is like in a format like that, does do you get to choose one leadership or do you get to have two active leaderships? Just one. Good okay. question. But also, I did learn by the end of this that... MCP is harder to affiliate higher threats. Who would have oh. known? Right. <laughs> yeah. But it's like you see this format, you see 14, you're like, oh, this is cool. I could be like, I could be like Spider Foes, Criminals, Cabal, right? Like or something like that, right? That's what you see at your first yeah. glance. And the more you get into it, you're like, oh man, four threats a lot. <laughs> four <laughs> threats a lot to stay affiliated, right? So yes, you can go more leaders in your teams for sure. But the game is a little bit harder to stay affiliated. Yeah. Respectively. So, but our team, our 14 models, it was a bad guy team because I play good guys and Moobs plays bad guys. So I was like, this is a good way to stretch myself. So our team was Shadowland Daredevil, Bullseye, Winter Soldier, Hood, Black Cat, X-23. She was definitely a splash. Mystique, Toad, the Lord of Crime himself, Kingpin, Crimson Dynamo, Hulk, Red Guardian, Modok, and Malekith to close it out. So mm. we were technically we were technically a lot of affiliations. We could play a lot yeah. that we wanted to. Really at the end of the day, we were like two criminal leaderships. We were Winter Guard if we really wanted to with Bucky. And then we were Malekith leadership if we're on top of that. Yeah. Um our goal was to play Kingpin or Shadowlands, really, was our goal. And that worked out pretty good. Yeah, so I mean I could see that. And I think in a format like that especially with someone like Shadowlands where there's probably going to be opportunities for people to clump up around objectives a little more to like, okay, True. well, they're taking this one. So like, I if I put that extra body over there, like if, if I was playing into Shadowlands thinking about like, okay, well that extra body is going to be there. Well, then he's going to get rerolls against two of my characters in order to set to, for me to get that objective. And that means I'm less likely to get that objective, yada, yada. So yeah, I, I could see that being really interesting. It, did you go Kingpin or Shadowlands more often? I'm glad you asked. So we actually went mainly Kingpin the entire tournament, and it was one of those weird situations where it was like, we didn't get wide extracts ever, really. Yeah. And I was like, that's when I wanted to play Shadowlands, honestly. But we also got Scoundrels twice in the tournament. Oh, yeah. So... Set it, forget it. Kingpin right there. <laughs> Set it, forget it. Kingpin with four more threat. Let's go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> and game one, I think wore me out for the whole weekend because game one of my entire warfare weekend experience was a kingpin mirror on. 
I, I'm saying the words as they're coming out, and you just can't even believe this. Kingpin mirror on scoundrels, legacy virus. There was a kingpin mirror against Mike DeLuca and Dustin, their team. Mm-hmm. There you go. That was game one. So I think my hardest game of the weekend was game one of the team tournament, and I just kind of coasted the rest of the weekend because it was a kingpin mirror with two kingpin objectives, two kingpin teams with a great opponent. Yeah. Yeah, that, that seems like a, a, a melting brain situation that my very smooth brain would just crumple <laughs> under the pressure. <laughs> it was good because uh, my partner, Moobs, was like, well, let's just get this out of the way. <laughs> like he was like right. one of the hardest games of the weekend probably right like playing mike in this format with four more threat and a kingpin mirror like let's just get this out of the way and um my best game of the entire team tournament like mike even came back and was like you guys were the closest game mike ends, ends up taking the whole tournament with dustin his teammate they take it 4-0 we go 3-1 and mike was like yeah you guys came was the closest so that made me feel good but it was like it's one of those situations where the all according to plan thing worked against us. Oh, really? You know what I mean? That trigger of like who can all according to plan at what times, the priority and everything, it just worked completely against us. And um, it won the game because Mike assembled the legacy virus. They were behind. We were ahead on secures. And they assembled the legacy virus with Hulk. Hulk exploded, <laughs> scored eight points, closed out the game. Oh man, like so they went from behind to ahead to closing out the game with one activation. Oh, top my of a round after an all according to plan. Yeah. Oh yeah, just all of a sudden it's like, okay, first thing I'm gonna do, and we're putting the pieces <laughs> of the puzzle together and cha ching. Yeah, Hulk's gonna gamma leap. He's gonna punch Toad, probably kill him. Put the put the virus together. Yeah, it it's just it was good. It was a great game. Uh, they awesome. had Hulk, we had Malekith. I mean that's like quality MCP right there, really. I mean, in this format. So it was a fun tournament. We ended up playing uh, Avengers Web Warriors team. We took that. We ended up playing a Black Order Pure team. We took that uh, on Scoundrels. And then we ended up playing an Asgard X-Force team. Very interesting. Oh, that's Very fun. scary, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that sounds that sounds wild. And like being able to... One of the deficiencies for Asgard is some defensive problems at times. They don't really have any defensive tech, so like a Cable being like, here, have some have some defense. Yeah, absolutely. And Cable did that all game, right? And we ended up taking that game, too, so we ended up going 3-1. Very happy with that. Um, Kingpin did very well in the tournament, and Malekith was always a cool question. We didn't play him ever, quite every game, but almost every game. Yeah. It was actually my first time playing Malekith ever. Oh, nice. Um, and I was controlling him because in this format, you have a 14 model team and you decide at the top of the tournament, which player owns seven, which player owns seven. Yeah. And when you draft teams, that's who has to play those said things. So Moobs was playing like all these cabal staples every game. He was playing like bullseye and hood and like mystique. Right. And I was playing these big threat models like Hulk, like Malekith, like Kingpin, you know, so we had a good balance of, of, who was playing what. And um, it was really fun. We went three and one. We were very happy with our perform- performance. I mean, when you lose only to the winner, it's always a good feeling. It is. All, yeah, that's it. That's definitely a good feeling. Yeah. I, I lost to Especially somebody. Mike. That, I mean, it's Mike. Well, yeah, it's yeah. And, and he's, he's a good opponent. You know, he's a good guy. So when we had discussions about this at LSO, cause I, I, I took him in the top eight of LSO and he was like, Jesse, next time we play, I'm taking it. I'm like, you probably are. <laughs> probably up. are. Probably are. Yeah. <laughs> 
and we'll awesome. just try to go back and forth and have fun you know that's that's how it goes but yeah. it was um i highly recommend that tournament format i know a lot of people weren't in town at that time i actually saw nate made it in town in time barely but he didn't know he was going to be there or not and him and i talked before the game started and he was like i you know just flights you never know yeah so he just kind of hung out and watched but uh it was a fun day for sure i highly recommend it it was about 30 players about 15 teams i mean what more could you ask for you know yeah yeah and i bet the only thing you could ask for a little bit more would be for long shanks to work right in that format oh uh, yeah you're alluding to one of the weirdest parts of the day so yeah long shanks did not like this format because you you think about it it's like two players a team but one of them captain but even if you're the captain which i was that doesn't usurp like long systems right and it was weird uh we were sos and stuff got really messed up from the day so like we were three and one other a couple other teams were three and one but most people were two and two or or under right and mike of course was four oh and just the sos just got crazy and it was super cool though because tim simpson Shout out to him. Yeah. The TO of both tournaments. Tim reached out to the Longshanks guy and was like, listen, this isn't working. Like, can you fix this? And I'm sure it's fixed now already. <laughs> yeah. Just how Longshanks is. Yeah, so, Sam's awesome. Worst case scenario, we were guinea pigs to make this format work at future cons. I'm very happy about that. Yeah, that's definitely a format that I want to check out. It's one of those where I just need to be able to get somewhere at the right time. <laughs> So. Yeah, and dude, the game is nuts in this format. I'm going to tell you, like, sword at 18, and that's the lowest threat you play, is wild. Oh my gosh, I bet. Like, think about that. Like, think about playing, like, sword or senator at 18, and that's the lowest threat you will play the whole tournament. Yeah, that sounds bonkers. And again, smooth brain is already waffling under the pressure. I mean, we played 24 threat a lot on Scoundrels, and we were playing, like, Kingpin with Mal. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, it's just it's crazy, and we were going super wide, so wide-ish, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. It's cool. It's very cool. But it's, yeah, that was kind of like my whole weekend experience. Uh, like I, I drove all day Thursday. I played all day Friday, and I played all day Saturday. So it was just like tons of MCP, and I was very happy. Yeah, it and and what was cool to see, I, I played all day Saturday, and then Sunday, uh. We goofed off and played. Chilled. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was chill day. But what's crazy for me is like talking about playing all day Friday and then even Saturday, like after the main tournament was over, which it ended at a very reasonable time. Again, shout out to Tim for like the schedule and the way that oh, worked man. out and everything. Like it that was worked well. Great. Uh, it ended early enough and people were were able to go out get dinner and then like I, like we talked about at the top of the show when we got back. I mean, there were MCP games going as late as we were playing night of the ninja which i think we got done at 1 30 or 2 in the morning something like that two in the morning which got daylight savings back to one when i was checking in my room it, it was super wild yeah yeah there you go so weird so, things happening yeah yeah and uh so i mean there were mcp games going that whole time and then on sunday up until literally the bitter end of like you've got to leave there was mcp being played it, it's it was crazy I, and great to see it was like very exciting to see. It's like not only a, as a player, but as a content creator, like to see people playing that many pickups. Right. And I felt extra special. Cause I had a 
little bit of, of a different table out of the tournament that I brought with me, my Hydra base table that was marked, Matt. Nice. It was kind of on the far end. It was the very far end, and there was like Hydra. There was like a Hydra gunship, Hydra bikes, and like some military stuff. People were playing that, that the whole time, and I was very happy because uh, there was a lot of city boards from Adepticon. Oh, yeah, and they And I think great. people were just like changing it up, you know, from the city board or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I really liked the way the terrain was done for the most part. I just... Uh, Definitely Agreed. wish I didn't have my Sentinel thrown into a size four truck that I then couldn't throw. <laughs> that happened. That was sad. We live and learn. Or we that I couldn't smash. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is, but, uh, you know, we, we do what we do. And next time I will be more prepared for that eventuality. I'll just backstop him with Hood and Hood will just take the damage. There you go. That's what you need to do. Yeah. And like, also, can we talk about how this con was like taken over by mcp players because it certainly was i mean it really like, felt we, like it was we showed up to a warm hordes con and like represented like 45 players roughly 30 players at the team tournament and then a bunch of people pick up games that's pretty impressive yeah and and that's again like it, like you said it's a warm hordes known it was i think it was like war machine kind of weekend world tournament yeah at one point and like yeah they had a lot more space they were there was a big thing but like yeah this was a huge showing. I they feel they didn't like. have many more players than us. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it's good. It's wild, and and maybe Warfare Weekend will become MCP Weekend at some point. Whoa, I, I like know. this prediction. Yeah. I know. You know, many 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 moons from now, and it'll it'll be there with the Star Force thing or whatever the new Star Wars one is. I said Star Force, whatever the 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 new Star Wars thing is they're doing now. Shatterpoint. Shatterpoint. Yeah. That's C. I, I knew it was something with an S in <laughs> other words. Yep. Very <laughs> it's good. Late. It's late. So, but unfortunately, I have to call it here. Right. Because six in the morning and that comes really fast. So. Right. Yeah. That's uh, both of us, right? That's a big part of this. Yep. And we've had a really good discussion about the weekend. I feel like we... Can't cut any cut anything for Sabretooth because there was so much of the weekend that came up, you know. Oh, absolutely. No, I think this has been a great discussion and and I gotta I wanna take it to the suits that are out there giving us their time and everything. I hope you guys have enjoyed this and I hope that sure our enjoyment of the weekend and all of that stuff shines through and when, you know, discussing events and stuff like that, it's always one of those things where there there's someone listening that they've never been to an event and that they've never Never perfectly said played yeah. in in public, even potentially. You know, it's one of those things where I understand how daunting that is. But in my experience, the community is top notch. A one wherever you go. I, you know, I played someone at NashCon. I think my first round opponent was. You know, familiar with the game, clearly played the game a good bit, but I don't think it'd been to many events. And it's one of those things where it seemed like I had a, there were a few other people here at, at this event that were in a similar boat. And just, I, I felt like other people had a good time. I know I was having a good time. And I feel like that it's one of those things where this community and, and the people that run these events, Tim, Nate, Mike, who stepped in for Tim when Tim had to step out. You know, all, all right. the people that do events, whatever events are out there, it's always great. And it's always a, just a wonderful community to be a part of. And this weekend just continued to reinforce that for me. And, you know, 
it's weird to say reinvigorated, but like not that I've been wanting to not play MCP, not in that way. Okay. But like yeah. it definitely just got those those juices flowing again. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. Yeah. I'm very excited about this. Yeah. Uh it really got me hyped for LVO, which I'm planning on going to at this moment. But also got me hyped for next year, you know, where it's like yeah. even if LVO doesn't happen for me, it's like there's so many of these cons coming up and it is a very communal shared experience that is kind of, there's no price you can put on it really. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it, it's absolutely unique. Um, just there's a level of camaraderie and hangs that it doesn't matter how you do the fact that you went and you kind of got to experience the community in a live space and got some quality, like, personal time with other members of the community on top of that got to meet people hang out like you said this face-to-face interactions that you and i got will finally over <laughs> you know commuting uh-huh. for three years during a pandemic and other things through creating content and being on each other's like random uh creation streams like there's a level of intangible there right that is yes. just uh wonderful yes and uh I encourage everyone, if they have an opportunity to get out at, to a live event, I know we're having one here in Memphis in December, uh, December 10th. And nice. Yeah, so if anyone's able to make it out to that, it's uh, War Room Hobbies. We'll be uh, hosting that one up. Just uh, send me a message, send me emails, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com, and we can get you what you need uh, if you want to come to that. And uh, yeah, man, like it's been it's it's been a really great weekend and and i thought about the word so it's not reinvigorate it's refreshed like that is just like Ooh. it was just refreshing to play the games to do the hangs to to all the stuff and it it just refreshed my already love for marvel crisis protocol and i am wildly stoked for the future because we we see these new releases that are, are going to be dropping, and who knows what the future holds for this game, but I feel like it's it's really bright, and whenever they release the Fantastic Four, just that's all I'll play. <laughs> just, just, yep, just yep. give me that. Give me that AMG. For some time. Yeah, it's, it's that for you, and just the uh, X-Men and Web Warriors getting expanded to their full breadth of characters we all love is kind of my... Yeah, future state number right? one X like, Men. I, I, I want to see it all. I want to see all the X. I want to see all the Web Warrior family. You know, okay. I want to see that. I know you've got one. One. Okay. One. What favorite character? I know you've got one X Men. Like, what's the one that you're like? This is the one. The one that I need to, you know, make myself complete. It's it's low hanging fruit, but I'll say it while we're here. It's Kurt Wagner. Nightcrawler. I need an yeah. objective runner for X-Men that I, there's a character I love. He's one of my favorite characters in all of Marvel. So for me, it's like as an X-Men player, getting an objective running X-Men, I'm on cloud nine, but getting a character that I love as much as Kurt Wagner. That's it for me. Hey, I get it. And, and he's got to have a swashbuckle, you know, stance, right? Ooh, yeah. Ooh, don't get me excited. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to refresh you. <laughs> I'm 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 refreshed, man. I'm I'm this shield break was really nice from my like primary teams and it was a fun puzzle, really. And yeah. now I'm kinda gonna try some some hydra for the first time, try some um 
go back to my X-Men roots, you know, uh, yeah. play some web warriors, just stuff that I really enjoy that the shield break kind of re- reinvigorated my, uh, challenge of the game. You know? Nice. Yeah. I, I think I'm going to pick up web warriors again here soon. Just, you know, get, go back to the OGs, but anyways, we digress. We're going <laughs> long and Jesse, right. where can people find you? Yeah, of course. You can find me online at Jesse Aiken or on Fury's Finest on Discord. You can also find Fury's Finest anywhere you get podcasts. And we're also on social media at Fury's Finest Cast. Basically everywhere except Twitter, where we're Fury's Finest Cast. So if you haven't found the show yet, I'm very happy to have you find the show on your podcast platform of choice. But also just you find us online at Fury's Finest. That's also my Discord. So reach out to us there. Oh, yeah. And uh, there will be a link in the description of this podcast. So very easy. Just click. It'll take you to probably Spotify, one of the places with the stuff and the things, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, suits out there. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have enjoyed this kind of meandering discussion, but that's what we do here. And I hope that you've been able to get something out of it. I feel like not only has it been a nice discussion between us, but I think there's also been really good information to be gleaned out there about lists and about characters and, you know, all of that fun stuff. So I really appreciate everyone uh, that's uh, listened. And I want to say, if you are interested, you can support us on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash house party protocol for as little as a dollar a month or 12 bucks a year. You can uh, get access to our discord server, which Look, the only reason why I put the Discord server behind the paywall is to keep the trolls out, and it's worked pretty good so far. So I, get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Like I feel weird Same about doing us. that, but it is it is what it is. And some sometimes the trolls sneak in too. They do. Crazy. We had yeah. one sneak in right at uh, when Multiverse of Madness came out. Some troll Same. just hopped in and spoiled. Same. Okay, yeah, there you go. I don't know how he got it because I never got a notification that I had a new patron. So just a bad person. That's all right. They yep. they infiltrated all of the discords and uh, gave multiverse madness spoilers. Not good. Not good. Not good. That's the only time it's happened. So I actually feel very like I'm glad you brought that up, Will, because like <clears throat> that happened to us with that same person, and I was like, my first thought was not, oh, what a jerk or whatever. I was like, I feel really bad for this person. Like yeah. I'm I'm genuinely upset. If this is what they want to do with their life, I'm like spoil a movie that everyone's really excited for that they got to be hurting. Right. I don't know. It just really bummed me out. Yeah. It's so, a, yeah, it's I think unnecessary. <laughs> yeah. It's just part of the internet. Unfortunately it is. it is, but alas, you know, come over, come over to the house party protocol discord and Do there it. are luckily no trolls currently and everyone's <laughs> super chill. We have a good time. We talk MCP, we talk Marvel snap and I guarantee you, when you oh, it, yeah. when slash if you sign up, the first thing you're gonna be told is that it's apparently the best Marvel Snap Discord <laughs> around. But whatever, well, it's it's. I need to join. Yeah, it's great. Go. It's great. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if you play Marvel Snap, and it's awesome. We have a good time. Good discussion over there with that as well. So uh, yeah, we've got uh, all kinds of stuff going on, and you know, uh, it's uh, it's a busy time of year for everybody right now. But we're gonna just keep on trucking. Yeah. And uh, doing the thing. And also you can send us emails, like I said, housepartyprotocolpod at gmail.com. I really want to hear from the suits out there. Let us know if you enjoyed this discussion today. Let us know if you have any experiences at cons or anything like that. 
you can uh, send us the messages over there on the Facebook as well. I love to get those and respond over there. I really like that and how Facebook Messenger is real easy to use and everything. So that's a, that's a way to interact there. If you want to find me on the Discord, it's uh, at HPP underscore Will on all the major MCP Discords. You can find me and we can have a, a nice little chit chat. And uh, yeah, I think about the only thing I want to leave you with, Suits, is that uh, just stay tuned here for the new year because we're going to have some exciting and fun new things going down. And, and I'm really excited for the future of this podcast and the future of this game. So uh, yeah, Jesse, thank you so much for being on here. It's been way too long coming, you know. It has. So well, we made it happen. We yeah. did. We did. And it'll happen here. again. It definitely will on both feeds for sure. Absolutely. So party on Jesse. Party on Will. Cheers. Power down suits.